Hey, good Monday morning to you. Welcome back to week two of the 2021 Mizzou football season, Power Mizzou streaming extravaganza. That's not an official name. It would be way too long to type or say every single week. Uh, but it is Monday. This is the weekend recap brought to you by True Sun Exteriors and Interiors. I am Gabe DeArmond, PowerMizzou.com publisher. Mitchell Forty is waiting off screen to make a grand entrance here in a minute. But before we do that, want to tell you a little bit about True Sun Exteriors and Interiors. They are our presenting sponsor for this show every single Monday throughout Missouri's football season. And those guys have been around for a long time here in Columbia. Actually, were named uh, the best of Columbia 2021 when it comes to home remodeling. Sometimes the guy you thought was right for the job just can't get the job done. So you send him to your rival to the south and wish him the best. And Boy, I started reading this ad and then realized that's a pretty direct shot at somebody that used to work at Missouri, but that's okay. Uh, the new guy comes in, completely smashes your expectations at True Sun Exteriors and Interiors. They can save you the pain of your remodel looking like a pigsty. They'll get it right for you the first time. Again, voted first place in home remodeling by Inside Columbia Magazine, Best of Columbia this year. They've got the number one team in the business Call True Sun Exteriors and Interiors today at 573-442-7292. You can also find them on the internet simply by Googling True Sun Exteriors. And uh, their page will pop up just like Mitchell Forty just popped up on our screen. Mitch, uh, good morning, man. What's going on? Oh, not too much. I, I got to say, we got to figure out who's writing these ads for, for Truth on Exteriors. They're pretty interiors. clever. They're well done. That was good. I mean, first of all, the yeah, the the shot that you didn't really realize at first who it was about, but then even the subtlety of, of throwing pigsty in there, I'm impressed. I think he should write for our site. Yeah, they, they've got a good marketing person. Um, You know, if, if you want to, whoever wrote that, and there are other ones, uh, they're all uh, quite targeted toward uh, teams that Missouri might play every year. You'll hear those all throughout the season. Uh, but, hey, if you want a job, man, I mean, Hey, we're all we're always hiring, looking for things that can improve. Uh, I appreciate anybody that's joining us live. Once again, understand, hey, it's the middle of the day. Some of you guys have like grown up jobs that you have to be at an office and do things. Uh, Mitch and I don't, so we do these in the middle of the day. Especially as uh, starting this week, we're going to get into like afternoon availabilities uh, for interviews. We're going to be writing a lot of times at night during the week, so it's just much simpler for us to do these during the day and then uh, have them available for you guys to rewatch, even if you can't catch it live. But our, uh, we do encourage any questions, comments from any. Anybody that's here, feel free. Um, so Colby says, and apparently we're having an issue with Mitch's sound, which I, I will do my best. I do not hear it. He sounds fine to me. So I'm going to turn him up. Uh, hopefully it will uh, it will improve things for you guys. But Colby says Luther to the zoo. And I am hoping that is just leftover excitement from last week and that while we were engaged in witty banter pre-show here, we did not miss any breaking news. I don't think we did. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've not seen anything. I feel like I would have been notified by a few different people, I would, or at least hope, or at least one of us would have if that was actually happening right now. Yeah, I feel like I would have gotten about 37 text messages if that had happened. So, <laughs> so far as we know, Luther Burden simply is committed to East St. Louis High School, uh, which opens the season on Friday night at CBC. Um, so, if that changes, we'll let you know. Um, but, hey, we've got other stuff to talk about, and that is largely – the Missouri football season. So fall camp is 
closed. That does not mean Missouri is done practicing. They will not simply take 12 days off before playing uh, Central Michigan on September 4th. What it means is that class starts today in Columbia. Um, Mitch, I know that, that you are now not in Columbia on a daily basis. You may not know this. Columbia sucks again, man. They're all back. Yeah. No, yeah, that's always the the traffic it increases exponentially all over town every time the uh, the students come back. It's it's tough. Um, but yeah, different little bit of a shift in in camp. Um, you know, not so much just implementing scheme, working on situations, building out the depth chart. It's now more gonna be a little more targeted to central Michigan. I think Mizzou's gonna operate this week like it's a game week and just give players a sense of uh, that practice schedule and obviously can't spend quite as much time uh, sitting around the, the football facility doing, you know, workouts and watching film and all that after practices because there will be class, at least in theory. Right, and I'm sure all the kids go home and never look at football. They, they only spend those two hours a day, and then they're done with football until uh, they come back the following day. But uh, they did have an open practice on Saturday night that I went to, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was like a real practice with 11-on-11 stuff. I expected a very spring gamey type atmosphere where I was watching third and fourth stringers and a lot of special teams drills, but they had like a real practice and it took me back to like 10 years ago when we could actually write practice reports about what happened. Yeah, no, pretty good. I, I was impressed with everything you got to see in report. So yeah, that's a, that's a nice little window. Cause I, I mean, other than that, we had watched maybe 15 minutes of one scrimmage all camp and like, you know, I appreciate them having us out there and doing some in-person interviews, but like, you know, the generally speaking, when we're out there, we pretty much just watch them stretch. There's not a lot you can take away from that. So it was nice to uh, have a little bit of at least one opportunity to see some, some scrimmage work. Right. And um, hey, let's get the, the bad news out of the way first. Uh, it, we haven't gotten confirmation from the team yet, but Kyron Montgomery, freshman defensive end, um, posted on Instagram that he has a torn ACL and a – are you familiar with the term dented bone fracture? Because I got to say, man, that seems like it sucks. Yeah, I, I had never heard that before. I don't know if that's like the technical medical term, but I would not want one of my bones to be dented. I don't think they're supposed to do that. Yeah, it sounds like what I would describe something as, right? I go to the doctor, they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I think my bone is dented. <laughs> you know? um, but it, it sounds painful, but I'm, I'm sure it, it will get fixed. And, and look, obviously, say it off the top, it sucks for the kid, right? There was a chance he was going to play some this year. Uh, he looks like a defensive tackle already. He's a four-star talented kid, so it sucks for him. But if Missouri can afford it somewhere, it's probably to a freshman on the defensive line. I mean, the truth of the matter is he wasn't in the two deep. I'm not positive he was in the three deep. He was probably a kid that was going to get a little time, maybe against Central Michigan, against SEMO, see how it goes and whether whether you want to go ahead and skip the red shirt and, and play him in more than four games. Um, but basically, every coach wants to get through fall camp without losing a guy for the season that they know they're going to rely on. And it is not a shot at Kyron Montgomery, but he's not really a guy they were probably relying on this year. Right, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. He had a chance to, to work his way into a, a regular role, but Missouri's pretty deep on the defensive line, especially after a lot of those guys came back for an extra year. So yeah, like you said, not a disaster. Um, you know, there there have been a few a few guys go down with season-ending injuries, but that that happens almost everywhere. And I, I mean, you know, like you said, you never want that to happen. It, you feel bad for all those guys, but somewhat fortunately in Missouri case, I think it's all been freshmen guys who are probably true freshmen guys who are probably going to redshirt the season anyway. Um, so. 
you know, like you said at this in your, your post this morning, really the one thing out of fall camp that can change expectations for a season is injuries and nothing. There's been nothing severe enough so far that it's, you know, changed my outlook on the season. Yeah. And you mentioned the, the super seniors. And I was thinking about that when Montgomery got hurt, I thought, boy, that that's really a good deal for Missouri now that all those guys came back. But really those guys are mostly defensive tackles. I mean, Chris Turner is, I would guess probably a second stringer right now. He's in the two deep, mm-hmm. so he's a super senior. He came back. But, I mean, Trajan Jeffcoat, Isaiah McGuire, um, Johnny Walker, Arden Walker, uh, and I know I'm missing – Jatorian Hansford. Uh, Jatorian Hansford, yeah, yeah. Those guys all had another year anyway. So, really, I think the, the biggest impact was on the interior of the defensive line. The one injury that – look, we don't know where it stands right now. There have been some rumors posted on our message board, and while, again, like I said this morning – I believe those people, they're probably right, but as long as the team isn't commenting and the team is not going to comment, at least until we talk to Eli Drinkwitz tomorrow, Tyler Beatty did walk off the field pretty early in the practice on Saturday. So by the time they were in 11-on-11, Beatty was not out there. The one scrimmage we got to see, Beatty did not scrimmage. Now, that was, what, a week and a half ago now? I think it's probably mostly... Look, we know what Tyler Beatty can do. Like, Tyler Beatty does not need to be put at risk of injury in a bunch of 11-on-11 reps in camp because we know what he can do. Let's see what Elijah Young can do, what B.J. Harris can do, what Simi Bakari and Dawson Downing can do because we already know what Beatty's going to be. But at this point, we don't know what the situation with Tyler Beatty is. He could practice tomorrow. And also, it could be a situation where you're going, hey, maybe you're without him against Central Michigan. Yeah. First of all, don't you dare forget to mention Power Mizzou legend Michael, Michael Cox. Cox. Right. Um, I know that that's going to start some conversation. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so the first time we watched a scrimmage, um, Beatty didn't participate. And I, I mean, I didn't even report it anywhere just because he was he looked to be he was fine. There. At that point, yeah. we saw him working out. He was there. He was in pads. And it very much looked like a maintenance thing. Like you said, Tyler Beatty's played in a lot of games in his Missouri career. Not a lot of these other running backs have. So it makes sense to, you know, kind of see what you can get. And and the staff have just talked about doing that some throughout camp, you know, like pulling Michael Maiady and Case Cook for a little bit just because, you know, you know what you got in those guys. The, the difference in them being ready for the season is not going to be whether or not they do a scrimmage. Um, but, you know, Beatty did get hurt Saturday night. And, and like you said, we don't know the extent. And this is not something, you know, you, you go with, uh, you know, like anonymous or speculation on um, an injury. So we'll just have to wait and see. And, you know, it, it is it could very, very, be, very well be one of those things where it's hard to get a definite timetable. Like even with Mookie Cooper's injury, Drinkwitz pretty much told us, like, you know, he, he could, should probably be ready to go like from a physically cleared by doctor's standpoint in 10 to 14 days. But when you're talking about a guy whose weapon is his speed and he's got a lower leg, maybe ankle, something like that injury, you know, it's going to be really up to the how soon can he get back to running like he normally runs. There's a chance Tyler Beatty's has got a similar type issue. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the term, the invoke term in sports now is load management. Um, they mm-hmm. will do some load management probably with Tyler, especially in these uh, non-competitive games. Elijah Young had a couple of. Uh, a couple receptions on Saturday night. I like, I actually think he might be the best running back on Missouri's roster. Now, Beatty's going to be the starter. Beatty probably still gets more carries, um, but uh, you know, they're going to use him in different ways. He's a little bit more of a, a versatile weapon. I, I think Elijah Young's a kid that could have a pretty good year for Missouri. 
Yeah, I think Beatty could have a big year, too, if he stays healthy. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Young's interesting where he actually was recruited by a lot of teams as a slot receiver. Right. You know, he played running back in high school and played it well. I think he was the, the you know Gatorade player of the year in Tennessee. But um, a lot of teams thought he, his best skill set was his pass catching. And so that's certainly something that you would expect Eli Drinkwitz to use, just like he used it with Tyler Beatty, who was playing a similar role last year. Yeah, I get uh... – Elijah Young confused with J.J. Hester, and I think Elijah Young is from Oklahoma a lot of the time, so we'll work on that uh, throughout the course of the year. Um, So let's talk, I mean, positions, I think we're kind of on the same page here. We don't know who's going to start at slot receiver. I assume it's going to be Barrett Bannister in week one because even if Mookie is back, he's probably not back back. That's the only question for me on the offense. I mean, I think at this time last week, we had some questions as, as to the offensive tackles. I think it's going to be Hyron White and Javon Foster. I'd be pretty surprised if it wasn't based on what I saw on Saturday. Yep, I agree with you. And and at receiver, you know, even so, you know, Barry Bannister might be the nominal starter, but, you know, Mookie Cooper's going to play if he's healthy. You know, same Dominic Levette's probably not going to be listed in the starting lineup. He's going to play. Same with a few other guys, you know, maybe someone else, at least if it chance Chance Looper, or JJ Hester, maybe both those guys, you know, they're going to end up playing plenty of snaps and, and continue to play if they play well. Um, so, yeah, I think the offense is, is pretty well set. You know, you do have some question marks, obviously, it's like who's going to be that third running back and, you know, which could be second running back even more significant if Beatty were to miss a game. Um, so that's something to watch. But for the most part, I agree that the uh, I think we have a pretty good idea who's going to be out there with the first team offense on September 4th. Yeah, we'll switch over to the defense here in just a minute. Uh, defense usually, usually you only have to stop the other team for four downs. One time every 130 years or so in college football, it takes five. Uh, choosing the wrong construction company, that can feel like losing on fifth down. It's a gut punch that nobody should have to deal with, but it happens. Save yourself the heartache. Call the guys over at True Sun Exteriors and Interiors, a local company with hometown pride that cares more about your experience and satisfaction with the finished product. Call them today at 573-442-7292. Their logo is up there in the left-hand corner of the screen. We'll be all show every Monday. Uh, we're going to go usually about 30 minutes here on Monday mornings, afternoons, uh, just kind of talking. And and I guess next week will be the last preseason episode. Um, you know, we'll, I don't think we'll be talking depth chart by then. Do we think Eli Drinkwitz is ever actually going to give us a depth chart? I kind of um, don't. Mean, they, they did last year, but I can't remember if it was before the first game or after. The, I kind of think it was after the first game. I think it was okay. like between weeks one and two. I could be wrong. But, I mean, they they used they would put them out every week in the game notes last year. So, at some point, we'll see one. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it will be next Monday, although I don't think there's like this huge advantage to not letting Central Michigan know who the starting right guard is necessarily, you know. But whatever. I mean – I'm not all that concerned with it because we've seen enough of camp that we can make a pretty good guess at it. So defensively, there's there's two spots to me. Defensive tackle, like there's there's guys that we know are going to play. I just don't really know which two are going to take the very first snap of the season. I would lean toward Kobe Whiteside and I guess Akeel Byers, but I won't be at all surprised if Darius Robinson's one of the two. Right. And that's kind of like, you know, receiver where they're going to they play a healthy rotation at those guys. You know, there's at least four guys that are going to play regular snaps. I think those are the clear cut top three. Um, you know, I think that the Juco guys could be in the running to play some snaps as yeah, well. I'd say Daniel uh, maybe Robledo even, is number maybe four. Maybe even Makai Wingo, not obviously in the running to start, but, you know, get, he'll get a chance to show what he can do. So, yeah, I agree. You know, it, it'll be two of those three who start and there will be several guys who rotate in there. And the only position where really 
throw a dart right now as cornerback. I mean, mm-hmm. there were six guys that took first-team snaps. Now, they are going to start three cornerbacks. That fifth DB in this alignment. Last year, it was a safety. It was Martez Manuel, who I think told you last week he almost felt like more of a linebacker last year. This year, it's what is now called a slot corner. A lot of NFL teams do that. I know Kansas City, Steve Spagnolo have their fifth DB as a slot corner. Um so there are the two Tulsa transfers. There's Ennis Rakestraw. There's Ish Burdine. There's Chris Sheeran. And there's one other guy that I'm skipping. Chris Abram Strain. Um, we've got those six guys basically for three starting spots. And I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'd put Ennis Rakestraw as the guy I'm most confident is one of the three. Uh, but then after that, I really don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm intrigued by corner, and I think that's something, you know, I'm looking forward to talking with the staff some and, and players about uh, when we have our availability this week. It's kind of the one position left on the roster where you don't know what to expect from multiple standpoints. One, obviously, um, you know, Steve Wilkes has talked a lot about playing more zone, and, you know, he said going into camp he felt like they were picking it up well, but we haven't really had a chance to talk to any of the defensive assistants since camp started, so I'll be curious to see how that's kind of going, I'm sure. I mean, I don't expect him to say, like, yeah, we, we suck at it. We're really struggling but still um and then too yeah just who's gonna play and it's good to have depth for sure you know i mean we saw mizzou had some injuries at that exact position last year quite a few in fact to the point where they were playing wide receivers and quarterbacks in the defensive backfield at the end of the season but um you know yeah you 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 also probably want to you know at this point eli dreams even said by about the end of last week, you wanted to have a decent idea of who was going to be, you know, starting how the depth chart was going to look. And that's the one position where I'm not sure that they have that. So, yeah, I think I'm with you. Ennis Rakestraw is the guy who I would would bet is going to play, is going to start if I had to pick one. I think a Caleb Evans probably ends up starting opposite him. That's just more based on the fact of like, I don't know, you went out and got the kid from Tulsa. He had all these big time offers. People say he's good. So I'm, I'm believing them. <laughs> um, but even if, even if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised if Ishburdine plays quite a bit, you know, because there's always situations where you're going to bring extra defensive backs onto the field. Um, and then the, the kind of Allie Green's thing for play. me is, yeah, Allie Green and, and Chris Sheeran. I think as at least from what we saw and granted, it's been a while since we saw, since at least I saw, you know, 11 on 11 live action, but I thought they were both kind of working at that slot corner spot. So I'll be curious to see which of those two guys gets the nod there, how much they rotate. Yeah. So, and, and that's really, it, I mean, yeah, we don't know exactly who the kickoff return and the punt return guy are. And I understand there are people who are super interested in that. It's going to be what it's going to be. You know, a punt returner, just find a guy that can catch the ball, and it's an improvement. Kickoff return, honestly, I mean, in the course of a season, you're going to have like 12 of them, maybe yeah. 15. I mean, the truth is most kickoffs go into the end zone in college football these days. You're usually better off just fair catching it and starting at your right. 25. I mean, I, I would be willing to bet if you fair catch every single kickoff and just start at your 25 on every drive, I bet your average field position is better than if you return every kickoff, unless you have yeah. a guy that, that happens to break one for a touchdown that's, that screws up the average. Yeah, yeah, there's a decent chance that I, I agree. I think, it, yeah, it's more so it's just like if you have a guy who you really feel like can break one at some point, you got to give him enough chances, you know, just mm-hmm. play the odds. But, yeah, I uh, – I, well, Basic, based off the, what we've seen for Mizzou in the return game in recent years, it would seem as though they would be very content to just start at the 25. Yeah, and it wasn't time. just last year. I mean, they haven't had no, anybody a, really a make a difference. And Tyler Beatty's been the kickoff guy, but and I don't know that it's a knock on him so much as it just is hard to return kicks in the blocking. But, 
I mean, yeah, if you've got Jeremy Macklin back there, if you've got Marcus Murphy back there, absolutely. Take everyone out and take your chances because the, the reward is worth the risk. But otherwise, you know, it, it really isn't. Um, quick question from Dr. Sanitary, who wants to know if I get recognized on campus. If I get recognized on campus, it's like, how come that creepy old dude hanging out here down on campus, man? <laughs> I don't have a lot of people come up to me. You were a professor for a brief moment. Some of your former students might still be hanging around on campus. They might recognize you. I mean, that's been three years. If any of them are still there, honestly, yeah, maybe it, it maybe has been four years because I talked to Colton the other day and he said he was about to start his fourth season at Michigan State. So if any of them are actually still students at Mizzou, I mean, bad job, guys. Like, you, yeah. you did not finish. Uh, you you should have done better than that to because I wasn't teaching freshmen at that point in time. So, um yeah, I guess next week we're really going to dig deep and, and do a uh, a hardcore preview of the Central Michigan Chippewas on this show, right? Can you uh, – uh, if if I said today, like, name a Central Michigan player, could you do it? Oh, no chance. No. Yeah. I could name their coach. I, That's it. Oh, yeah, Jim McElwain. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I could tell you that they do have a starting running back who got hurt and is out for the season. I could not tell you his name. Right, and now he's no longer a player in this game, right. so that's never, really not very. I never helpful. need to know his name. How, how about this? If I said name a Central Michigan football player ever, could you do it? Uh, didn't Antonio Brown go there? I think he did. I think that might be right. What about? Yeah. What about? I feel pretty good about that. I feel like they had a quarterback named Dan Lefevre a few years ago that like put up a yeah, bunch of numbers. Is I that... think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, he was definitely a Mac quarterback. He could have been any any of the you know one of the directional Michigans, maybe Toledo. But I think you're right. I think he was Central Michigan. And the truth is, nobody watching this is going to be able to tell me no. Dan Lefevre was not a Central Michigan oh, quarterback. Yes, so we're will. just They'll, saying they he can was. Google it in two seconds. Though I bet we'll find it. We'll have a comment in the, seconds. Tell especially if you're wrong. It, right, right, for sure. The best directional Michigan quarterback that I've ever seen play was uh, Eastern Michigan came here with Charlie Batch a few years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. More than a few years ago. Well, a, quite a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a, a, while, couple, a while ago A few, now. a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was in the NFL for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, he played for Detroit, so, you know. Yeah. It, but it, it is still at least in name an NFL uh, franchise. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into a little, we should have a little bit more Central Michigan injury news, things like that to talk about next week on this show. Um, I don't know. Other than fall camp is over and it's almost football season. I mean, hey, there are actual football games this weekend, right? Is Saturday the first day or are there games before Saturday? Uh, I think I actually I don't really even know. I know that there's a lot of high school stuffs kicking off this week, and we'll have some some coverage of that from some Mizzou prospects uh, across the state, kind of still ironing down exactly which games everyone will be at. I, I know I'll be at North Kansas City to see uh, Dominique Orange um, and 2023 prospect Edric Hill as well. So that'll be something to look forward to. I, yes, college football does start this weekend, and I I actually I'm probably a bad I, fan. I don't know what day exactly. I'm just I'm, I'm sure I I know I won't miss it. I, because when I get on Twitter, everyone will will tell me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Saturday. Look, it's a hell of a lot better than it, when it was Central Arkansas UAB last year. Like, I know we get yeah. Nebraska Illinois on Saturday. Um, I know that in part because that one might even be like a Thursday or Friday. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They play this weekend at or this yeah. week at some point. Um, so we're not going to spend a lot of time breaking down Nebraska, Illinois. But like, if Nebraska loses that game, whew, I wouldn't want to be Scott Frost. 
Yeah, that's why I'm rooting for Illinois. I like I like when you know chaos and stuff like that happens. I'm I'm a big fan of trying to watch a, a school fire its coach one game into the season and pay him twenty million dollars to go away. That especially especially that school. Um, right. Can I? Can we talk about just for a minute how incredible it is that Nebraska football and Texas A&M basketball are currently being investigated for holding extra practices during COVID? Like, dude, they didn't work. You guys were no, both was, really bad. Like, I, yeah. I could see it if Clemson had held extra practices, but what did Nebraska do during those extra practices? It didn't didn't work out well. A and M too. A and M. Not Basketball, only did they yeah. have uh, they they you know apparently the extra practices didn't pay off on the court. They also failed to spread the disease among themselves before show the up. season because they ended up missing all the games during the season. They played like eight <laughs> games last year. They did a poor job. Yeah. I mean, Nebraska gets like a, a C plus for, hey, they, they were there when everybody said yeah. they were supposed to be there. I mean, they even tried to play games on their – like they wanted to join the NFL, NFC West last year to play football games. <laughs> so they deserve some credit for that. They just didn't actually do a good job of it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anything else that, that like I, – I feel like we'll maybe get some talking points and some stuff the next couple of days. Uh, I don't know. Desiree Reed Francois, I think, is in the office for the first time today. So – that's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. You know, there's that. No. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think we've pretty much broken down uh camp about as best we can. I, I don't know. At some point, are we going to give our like season predictions probably between now and the start of them? We well, probably don't have to do that today. Let's, let's go ahead and finish with that because we will talk okay. a little more central Michigan and we'll maybe predict that game and stuff. So, so yeah, what's your just, I, I don't care if you want to go game by game or just overall record. Um, yeah, I'll probably go overall record and just throw it. And also, I have a fit. we probably will say the same thing because there's, I don't know. It there's just not feels that like much variance, right? Variance, yeah. I, I think seven and five is, is my okay. number. Um, and I could see eight and four. But here's my thought process is, you know, the, the Georgia and Texas A&M games are almost certain to be losses. And I think Florida is a likely loss. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, but they lost a lot. And I get that. Uh, I, I still think they have a lot more. They're going to have a lot more talent on the roster. Um, I think you almost certainly should should be, you know, Central Michigan, North Texas, SEMO, uh, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina. So that's we're looking at basically five and three with the four swing games, and that's how everyone's broken down this roster. Um, you know, I, I definitely I I think that if they, I honestly think if they split between Kentucky and Boston College, that might almost change that. That might make me think eight and four is more likely because I think those are the two harder of the swing games, especially having them both on the road, both early in the season. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say they will definitely beat Tennessee. I think that's the easiest of this group. Um, Arkansas, I never want to make a prediction in advance because one of the teams might have totally lost motivation by then and they'll play in some sleet on 1030 yeah. in the morning on Black Friday. It's always a terrible event. So <laughs> weird um, things. Yeah, happen. that's how I get to seven and five is I I, I I honestly I would not be stunned if Mizzou starts two and two, and I know fans will be worried about that. I still think, you know, you can have a solid season from starting at that point. I also think, you know, I, I, one of the things I've seen a lot of people say is, well, they went five and five last year against an All SEC schedule, and that's true. But one, if you look at it, you take away the two games that were added, you take away two wins, so you're at four and four, and they were not going four and zero oh against that non-con last year. BYU right. would have been a tough game. Louisiana would have been a tough game. I mean, there's a very good chance that you were you would end up six and six on a normal year, and that was even still with having you know a few close victories and no real close losses. 
I, I just, you know, I don't, I think seven and five would be, I don't think that, see that as a step back. A lot of people right. are saying, you know, oh, that would be disappointing. I think that would be at, at maybe even a small step forward, if not, you know, about the same. And that's not a knock on a coach who's still trying to build a program. Yeah, I've said over under is seven and a half, like you said. Um, I picked them eight and four because I think they split Kentucky and BC. I, and like, I will base my BC pick on what happens in the Kentucky game. If they beat Definitely. Kentucky, I'm picking them to lose at Boston College. If they lose to Kentucky, I'm picking them to win at Boston College. I know that sounds counterintuitive. I just think they <laughs> split those does. games. And like you said, uh, you know, yeah, could I see him beating Florida or maybe even beating A&M? Sure. But I think the, the, the flip side of that is if that happens, I think they stumble somewhere else. I just think... We way too often want to assume that teams are playing their best game every week. Teams are rarely playing their best games, right? So the the teams that, that win 10, 11, 12 games do it because their subpar game is still good enough to win. Um, Missouri isn't going to win a lot of games playing a C game this year, right? I mean, they beat SEMO, North Texas, probably Vandy if they came out with a C effort every single week. So Tennessee, look, you're going to have to have a B-minus effort at least. Arkansas, you probably need a B effort. And if you don't come out with that, that's where you find yourself, you know, dropping one that, that you just don't see happening. So I know we always look at best-case scenarios and stuff like that. I picked them 8-4. and four. I think 7-5 and five is more likely than 9-3 and three is. Um, but I was surprised when I put up that poll yesterday. We had a thousand people vote, and eighty-four percent of them picked seven or eight wins. So I thought that was a good, uh, hey, rational, reasonable approach to this season. And I don't think six would be a disaster. It would be a little disappointing, but it wouldn't be awful. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends how you get there. You know, injuries could play a role, or you know, have have something don't go your way in one of the games. Yeah, that's you know, same with obviously, you know, some people I think would be more disappointed with with seven and five if you know, depending on how it shakes out, or happy about seven and five if you get a win against like a Florida or something like that. It's always there's always you know more more to it than just the number of wins. For sure. So, uh, all right. Well, there's more to that. There's no more to this. I mean, we're done. We got nothing else to talk about other than reminding you one more time to check out True Sun Exteriors and Interiors. You can reach them by phone 573-442-7292. You can also reach them on the internet, believe it or not. They do have an internet site. Um, my computer just locked up trying to find it, but I believe it's truesunexteriors.com. Uh, but just Google them, uh, True Sun Exteriors, and their website will be the top search result you get. Uh, so appreciate them taking care of us all season long. So encourage you guys. Uh, you know your wife's got a bunch of things for you to do on uh, on this coming Saturday because it's the last Saturday. You're not going to park your ass in front of the TV for six hours or at a stadium. So, uh, you know, maybe call, get some help with the stuff you got to do around the house from uh, True Sun Exteriors. So, appreciate you watching. Um, I will be back tomorrow with Sean Williams doing the uh, Tiger Tuesday recruiting show. Mitch is going to join me on Wednesday again for the 573 report. We will have, at that point, talked to uh, Eli Drinkwitz one more time. So, Thanks for watching. Uh, we will, again, archive this. We'll podcast it. Uh, it'll be on the site. There are many ways to watch and listen. Hope you do. Talk to you later.